Welcome to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. And we back, 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 and we back. Is that Chance the Rapper? I hope it's Chance the Rapper. But what it do, baby booze, we are back for another episode of the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast. If you're new here, my name is Penny Anassi. I am a Kenyan American from Houston, Texas, born and raised in Houston, living in New York City. I let go of my scrubs and lab coat to start working in media, and I've worked in media and entertainment for the past couple of years in various spaces. Check the resume, check the resume. And with the goal to always figure out how to implement better mental health and just how to implement better humanity overall for society through media and entertainment. I'm anti-cancel culture. I'm a lover of humanity. I'm the queen of duality. That's who I am. So it's been a while. You already know that. Unless you're new here, welcome. I hope you stay if you love it. But let's just hop into the episode and what I've been up to. I had a very eventful summer. Literally, I was barely in New York City. I think I did Europe, Cali, back to New York, back to Cali, then to Houston for an entire month. Um, A lot of this summer and this past couple of months has been really dedicated to taking care of family business and like adulting things and life is always going life. That's just what it's going to be. I'm not sure if I told you guys, I consulted for my first mental health festival with Dead the Silence and it was a beautiful experience. And I've just been like putting the pedal to the metal on what I truly love and want to do. And now that we're in the post pandemic era, I just woke up one day and was like, am I doing what I really want to do? Like, am I doing what I was set out to do? And I was doing it, but not full throttle not full force and now I'm just going full throttle and full force still definitely taking care of myself my mental health my wellness while I do it all because I'm not burnt out shoddy I am not that girl who finna like collapse from not eating because I was working too much that just doesn't work for me been there done that try that I am more into a holistic life these days. So yeah, I had a great summer. Um, I got a partnership with Soho Works. And the big T is that I did my first ever live podcast show. (laughs) Woo! Yes, literally my first ever live podcast show. Um, The show came about, interestingly, interestingly enough, with my friend well my now friend perna we are called it's called workmate so when you're a workmate with soho works you are basically there to help cultivate events um create content there bring more people into the space and i was so graciously asked to be a workmate shout out to kiasia and monique from soho works new york city love you guys if you guys know the iconic soho house it's like the workspace for Soho soho house so yeah, I got a partnership with them and during our first workmate meeting, 
and Mixer, we were just discussing like what we do, you know, the normal what we do question. And we start to talk about self-worth outside of work. And we were just having conversations with people who have been laid off post-pandemic from Google, from Spotify, from these different places. And like how much like we felt like devalued after being let go. Um, and I've heard this story so many times, especially during the pandemic. And if you're a creative and you live in New York City, what do you do is a big question. People are talking to you and being your friend and being cool with you if they're fake, if they're a fake asshole because of what you do and who you are. And when you're in those moments where it feels like a low moment or it feels like you you don't got that motion, like the kids say, you ain't got no motion, you start to kind of be down on yourself and it might start to affect your confidence and who you are. And I just don't think that that should be the case. So after talking with um, a random, literally random woman named Perna, she has a podcast called Technically Spiritual, literally, we were like, we should throw a podcast live show together. She talks about well-being and mental health and mindfulness in the digital space. I am where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. I've never done a live show. I literally hadn't even recorded the podcast in a couple of months. I feel like at this time, and it was eating at me per usual, and we did it. And it went amazing. Shout out to everyone that came. It was so special. You guys will be able to hear the full thing next week when I drop the episode. But uh, I have no words. Um, I just want you guys to hear the episode next week. It was a great experience. It was very interesting to co-moderate and co-cross because there's a way that I do my show and there's a way that I talk to my guests, but I co-moderated and it really taught me so much about community and like doing things with people. I think that like I've always been like, oh my God, no one understands my vision. Like, and I've just always kind of isolated myself in that sense. And that's not true. I need to, it was so great to just work with someone on a project. And shout out y'all, this is huge. Shout out to the Friend Zone podcast more especially Asante from the Friends Zone podcast, who I was sitting there and I was like doing my thing and I see Asante in the crowd. I'm like, is that Asante? Like, am I tripping? And literally it was him from the podcast. A friend of mine brought him as his guest and that was enough for me. That was I was like, wow, that's so cool. We had a bunch of hiccups when it came to our guest. Um, some amazing people... We're supposed to be on the show and weren't able to show up. So it was like a chaotic day for me overall. I was nervous as all hell. And afterwards we spoke and he was like, yeah, it was so good. Da, da, da. You know, just normal conversation. And today I get a text from Imani Ellis, my friend Imani from Houston, saying, oh my God, they shouted you out on the friend zone. And literally they shouted us out and they kind of just like, Asante basically just said, as someone who's in the pod space, like, you know, like giving people their flowers and in a sense, just like giving people a shout out who are, who giving people a shout out, giving creatives a shout out to help them also like, like, like how they wish they would have been helped in a sense. The friend zone is the pioneers podcast royalty, like Fran said, 
And I, y'all know I love the read. The friend zone is literally right there with the read in the sense of like the pioneers of all of this. And as someone who's been potting for so long, I almost was like giving up some like, it's, it's, is it hitting the same with all these podcasts? But to have one of the biggest podcasts shout us out on some random stuff just because they wanted to, I'm so grateful. And it's just another ode and a sign and an omen. I read The Alchemist while I was away too. Shout out to The Alchemist. We can dive into that later. An omen to keep going and picking up those nuggets of just like, yo, like, do what you do. Like, it don't matter what everyone else is doing now. Now that everyone is all mental health up, whatever. We're not even going to get into it. But, yeah, y'all, I am shooketh. And it's on the latest episode of the pod. I wonder if it's illegal for me to grab a clip and play it. I might grab a clip and play it so you guys can hear. But thank you so much, Asante. Thank you so much to the friend zone. I can't wait to just keep building and growing and standing on business and walking into my light. That was just so serendipitous. Like, how does that even happen that my first live show, one of the biggest podcasters in the black community and the pioneers is in the audience, then they shout me out? Like, God bless. Like, thank you, God. Just thank you. So that's the updates for now. We're going to get into the episode. As you guys know, we have our different segments. Our next segment is our pen pal letters where I give you guys advice. Make sure you guys DM me or email me, pennyperiodanassi at gmail.com or DM me, pennypeace, so I can give y'all some unsolicited advice. I don't know nothing at all. I don't know nothing for real. Um, But I can help you with, from my own experiences. So let's get into our pen pal letters. Okay, let's see if we're still recording. Okay, we're good. So for our pen pal letters, child, let's see what's, what's tea in the streets. What's been tea in the streets? For our pen pal letters, we have... Hey there, Advice Mavin. I've got 99 problems. I've got 99 problems, but my melanin ain't one. How can I gracefully handle awkward questions about my skin and hair while keeping my cool? You're a dark-skinned brown you're a dark-skinned woman with black girl features and I would love to know your take on this. Okay. I think I've talked about this a little bit before, um, but I can't tell. I think that my insecurities when it comes to colorism have been coming up as of lately when I'm starting to see people getting married and like who I see getting chosen. It's very rare that I'm seeing a dark skinned woman. And I was never the type to think about that. I've never felt not chosen because um, I feel like I am chosen. I am the chosen one. I'm just kidding. I feel like God chooses me. I've, I feel loved. I don't, I've never had an esteem issue in the sense of like men and being chosen. So it was never like that case. But now that I'm lo- seeing like the light-skinned girls can do the bare minimum, not to say that this is, tr- I'm not being a colorist myself, but it seems as though light-skinned girls can do the bare minimum and still be 
considered a wife for whatever reason that is. They can be mean as hell and still be considered a wife. And I peep that. I have family members. I even have to check my brothers on just how gawky they are over a certain skin tone. And when it comes to dark skinned women, we're kind of like, of course we're cute, we're this, whatever, but we don't get that same like admiration. And I feel like it's definitely changing now these days, but I think it's just like commercially and it's just like a thing to be like, oh my God, melanin popping. We love dark skinned people. We love black people. Just like, you know, people are loving to be black and loving to be African, but I think it's changed commercially, but has it really changed internally for people? especially people that are like millennials and like up i'm not quite sure um i've always been got in the whole you're pretty for a dark skinned girl i've always gotten that growing up i already knew i wasn't gonna get chose at the mall but i kind of liked it because the niggas didn't fuck with me and like i was more of like a friend to, to men and like a little sister um i was also 411 so people literally treated me like their little baby type shit and so I never really felt like unloved. I really did feel like hella love. But when it came to like being, I guess, admired for my looks, people always was like, okay, you're beautiful, strikingly beautiful, gorgeous, whatever. So that was cool, but not, I didn't get the whole like, I don't know. It, it was definitely like a difference. It's like, okay, why do I have to be like strikingly? Like, why can't I just be in the same bucket as all the other like cute little icing girls. And then when it came to hair and not having the texturism or the curly hair, and what's crazy is my curls and my hair have that like, what quote unquote, like more European curly-esque type of hair. And people are always shocked to be like, oh my God, like your hair is so soft. Or wow, I love your curls. Why don't you wear them? They're so shocked because of my skin color. And I just be like, yeah, like, this is my hair. And also, like, who gives a fuck? What? And another thing is just I love to – I hate doing my hair. I love braids. I love a good sew-in. I love a good whatever. And I hate when men talk about hair and be like, why don't you wear your real hair? Why you don't wear your real hair? We like them natural. It's like, nigga, I understand. Like, you want – I think the thing with men is, like, they, they just want to know – what you really look like. Like, what you what do you really look like? So I think it's just like, show a nigga what, he, what you really look like, but also don't, don't like not wear things or like change up your look for like a man. I completely, under, I completely understand simplicity and I now I'm learning like, don't hide yourself. I feel like I used to wear this really big curly hair, if anybody listening remembers, huge curly hair. And I was hiding myself. I was hiding my big ass, forehead I was hiding like my features and acting like I had this long ass big ass hair when I had beautiful hair it just wasn't that big <laughs> that hair that didn't make no sense to be honest if you know you know if you know you know but yeah I'm not even am I answering your question how do how do I handle it I kind of just like set people straight and I kind of just like let people know like you know that's not cool right and like let them know my experience and like they mama probably probably dark skin. They mama probably don't got nobody edges. They mamas don't got no hair or whatever. And that's the crazy part about all of this. So I tend to ignore it. And I, if I can, I set people straight. 
And I also just know in my heart, like, it's not their fault. It's not, it's like society's fault. It's the white man's fault for all of this. It is their fault and ignorance is bliss. And I've learned that if people just don't know, they just don't know. And if they're programmed that way and haven't taken the time to unprogram themselves, they're not the people for me because um, I'm on a different wavelength. And yeah, I'll take the time to let them know though. Like, like hey, that's not cool or whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, how to handle it, set them straight, like just teach them. Each one, teach one and keep it moving and know that you are literally gorgeous and there's someone out there for you. Don't hide yourself, don't hide your face. Do you and that is my, I guess, advice on that. So let's move forward to change, which is where I highlight someone or something that is making change in the world. I want to highlight For the Few Intimates. It's a panty line by Casey Niles. Feel celebrated, confident, and comfortable in your skin in our nude underwear for melanated women. The collection includes five different shades and it is for the earth. That's It's sustainable. That is the amazing part about it all. Their mission is to revolutionize the way fashion impacts our environment. They've got a major crush on eco-friendly materials and each of their gar undergarments is crafted from recycled organic materials. And when I say they look good, they feel good, and they are doing good for the planet, I literally am like, I have not had good panties this whole time because None of my panties feel like this. They li literally, I'm going to do a reel and a post about them on my um, social media to really show you guys, but they literally made my butt look amazing. They covered my little pouch. I got the high-waisted thong, and the material was so soft, the perfect chocolate brown, and I'm also an extra small in panties, and it's kind of hard to find extra smalls that fit. Just, I have a big butt, but a small weight. And I'm just, but I'm small. And they literally fit Chef's Kiss so good. And shout out to Casey. She is from Houston. And I um, literally went to middle school with her. And she's always been like a fashion girl and a girl of quality. Since middle school, Miss Mama's had her Louis Vuitton on deck and her, her Dunienberg on deck. And just knew like quality things. Them Abercrombie pants, the best ones. Just, it's insane. So she is amazing. I've seen her work on this for years and go to grad school for this. She got a grant for this from South by Southwest. And I'm just really, really proud of her. And yeah, we're going to, and yeah, I just want to give her a change of the week. And we are going to get into our next topic, which will be my two cents. Okay, we're going to go into our next topic, which will be my two cents. In my two cents, I talk about something maybe pop culture related or psychology related um, or both. And today I want to talk about Ego Death and Jada Pinkett Smith. I know you guys have all seen her on the internet talking about her book. I believe it's called Worthy. It's called Worthy, yes. And a lot of people are confused as to why 
sister is literally has the craziest stories and is spilling all of her tea and is just seemingly embarrassing herself and Will. But after doing my own personal deep dive, it seems as though she is practicing what is called ego death. So let's start with with what your ego is. The ego is your self-identity. It is determined by how you view yourself more than you may realize. Your ego determines how you perceive and go through the world. It determines how you interact with others and the degree of your self-esteem. So when I was listening to different interviews and just deep diving, I... She mentioned ego death a couple of times. She mentioned that she was very successful, of course, but still very unhappy, very depressed, and could not just pinpoint where this deep sadness was coming from. She tried everything. She tried different religions. She tried different pharmaceutical drugs. She tried being sober. She tried just doing everything, and this deep sense, of darkness and sadness just would not leave her. She even described sometimes being happy to just make it to 4 p.m. some days. And if you know, you know. If you've ever been depressed and have been there, you know what that's like. And so she talks about just trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to let go of whatever this is? And what actually helped her, shockingly, but maybe not shockingly to some, is psychedelics and shrooms and medicinal, like herbal medicinal type drugs like ayahuasca and things like that. And I've always said that I would do like an ayahuasca or something with my fiance, um, like before we get married. And it's basically a drug that basically makes you see all of your traumas and you basically strip away all of the bullshit and see yourself. And I think it just makes some people, if you have a good trip, come to more self-realizations, be more um, connected to their community, be more connected to the universe and kind of less worried about self, which is the real, um, I guess, source of our suffering is how much we worry about the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that others perceive us. So what an ego death is, is a complete loss of subjective self-identity. What Jada did was basically go on this whole, I think she said she did shrooms and different things for a while and kind of stripped away at like what her past traumas were. Now she's just kind of like, F it, I'm just going to tell every like expose like all of my deepest darkest secrets in a form of ego death just to like let all of that out and let that go and it makes so much sense to me but I know it probably wouldn't make sense to people who just maybe might not be there yet but if somebody like took your deepest darkest secrets and put that shit up on a billboard and just like to the world it's like all that you're hiding on the inside is just out and it's it's okay. I don't think that I don't I don't think this is the way for everyone to go, but I do think that an ego death in some sense whatever that looks like for you can be very helpful. I've heard people have ego deaths when they 
are when they become saved when you become saved you give yourself to the lord and you know that your life is not your own and and you are more connected to yourself your community you're more connected to a higher power a higher being it's very similar in that way other ways people get there are through deep meditation childbirth and near-death experiences if you listen to my episode with Nunny and he kind of just saw when he had his um, stroke, he literally said everything was peaceful. He felt connected to his family, his friends, people around him and like really the things that really do matter. And he's has not been the same since in a good way. So researchers suggest that isolation and being overly self-focused which are the opposite ends of the scale of ego death and, and connectedness may be linked to mental suffering. So what we're seeing right now is Jada going through this ego death and going through this, just stripping it all away. And I applaud her as a celebrity to be someone to do this. So many people are suffering right now. And we're like, why are we suffering? Why are we suffering? And who are we to knock somebody for the way that they decide to heal themselves. And whether this is a marketing scheme for her to sell all of her things, I don't know. But I feel like to someone, it could be true in the fact that let go of what is holding you back on the inside. Let go of those things that you think are so ugly on the inside that the things that have might have happened to you or things that people have done to you that we're holding on to so bad because we think that we're just the only ones. We all have something that needs to be let go of. And the more connected we feel to ourselves, the more connected that we feel to the universe and to our community, the better off. And I can see, I can see how this works. Have I ever had an ego death? No, my ego is very much still right the hell here. But I would love to know what that feels like to just not give a fuck, like not care about how you're perceived. And I guess it's easy for somebody with a bunch of money and already status and power to do that. It makes it so much easier because what do you actually have to lose? You know what I'm saying? I, I can see that, but I can also see where she's coming from. And just the whole aspect of ego death, um, letting go of oneself, and things that are holding you back in whatever way that you do that. People use, they said ketamine, shrooms, LSD, psychedelics. I am not condoning the use of drugs, but I'm just saying that's what people are doing and using. And um, I've just heard that people who have this deep ass depression that cannot, and they don't know how to make it go away, they tried everything, that these natural um, drugs are actually helping people out. So I'm not saying this is what you should do. This is just some research and some food for thoughts. And that's what ego death is. And I would love to dive into it more, but if you guys are wondering what Jada Pickett is up to, that's what she's doing or what she's saying that she's doing. And I can't say that I'm mad at it. Yeah, so we're going to go into our last topic of the day, which will be peace of mind. And for peace of mind, I would like to say what's been giving me peace of mind is that the fact that I'm standing on business. I'm standing on mother effing business as of lately. 
and my business, not other people's business, not my nine to five, my nine to five's business, but my personal business. And I'm just really proud of myself. And I can't wait to see what continues to blossom per usual. And thank you guys for still being here. Thank you guys for listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast. Next week, you will be able to hear the live show and this new leaf and new, I guess, season. We're going to have some amazing guests. We're going to have some great times. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Love y'all. Until next time.